You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Yeah, yeah, check one, two, check one, two. Is this mic on? Is this mic on? Hey, listen, man. It's the one and only trendsetter DJ Sense, and you're listening to Cocktails. Dirty Discussions with Kiki and Medina Monroe. Yeah. Today's cocktail, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, is called Booty Shots. What you need is a shot of Jameson, however big you like your shots. Pour that shot up. And then you need an ounce of pickle juice. And the way you're going to make this is pour your shot, take that shot, and then follow it with the pickle back. Have you ever had a booty shot? <laughs> I had no. one yesterday, and it sounds crazy. I've had a pickle back, but was it I'm, called a booty shot? No, no, I created the booty shot, but it was... I never had a pickleback. And oh, I when had I, whiskey. I think it's crazy that it literally, first of all, made me be able to have like a power stomach and just keep drinking. It's like it added a layer of non-existence. Like I would take the shot, drink the pickle juice, and the shot would just disappear. And then also... Mine ain't disappear, but... It takes the flavor out of your mouth. You don't yeah, really like taste the shot vinegar. anymore. It was amazing. Vinegar is a powerful tool. Good God. What else do you think you can Where do? Where was you at last night? Taking pickleback shots. I walked to the bucket shop. And it was this very sad walk. I, you know, you just Why need a moment. Why was it sad? <laughs> it was just a moment of like, I'm about to start my period. I was feeling emotional. Oh. And then I just like d- took a walk. And then Hannah and Nate who came, we was busting pickleback booty shots. I feel you on that. Because sometimes <laughs> it it just be like that. Like you just need a, you need a day. Sometimes you need a few days. Yeah. And you just bust back. Bust it back, Tatiana. Bust it back, Tatiana. <laughs> so what you been up to? Well, girl, I've been trying to find an outfit for the live shows mm-hmm. slash our birthdays. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, How's that going? It's going. It's going. Mine ain't going nowhere <laughs> fast, bitch. I can't find anything. And everybody's like, oh, what are you going to wear? Hey, why is gonna... it so hard? Because I don't have a million dollars. I want somebody else to pick it out. I want to pay somebody $10,000 to find me a bomb-ass outfit with a new-ass body. And that's not in my budget. I wish it was in our budget. But, um, you know, I just got to do what's within the budget. And so that's what makes it hard. Because it's like, the bitch is limited. (laughs) (laughs) It's not unlimited. Um, You're right. This weekend, I was talking to my mom. What's that look? Are you praying? Did you no. stop to pray? No. You guys. Okay, so I've talked about this for a while. My baby brother has gone to college. Congratulations. Separation anxiety is real. My mom is actually so crazy. Crazy like crazy, crazy. So, or Okay, let me wrap this story up real quick. My brother was at a girl's apartment 
this weekend. Now, my brother is going to a school that is less than an hour away from home, right? So okay. he didn't go too far. So that's why I'm like, Mom, why are you, why are you feeling all these feelings? He's not far. He can come, if he wants to come home on the weekend, he can. If you want to go get him, it's not like it's not like me where I was far away, or even like my sister who's in Houston. Mm-hmm. He's in Denton. <laughs> He's in Denton, which I still feel like is. Pretty close to the DFW Metroplex, you know? It's I feel like it's still a part of it. It's within an hour, you know? And my brother was at some girl's house. She was cooking for him. And I just felt like he was being economically savvy. And, I mean... When did he get to school? Saturday. So, this was Sunday. And did some, he know this girl? I don't know. It's not my business. <laughs> I didn't ask. But I know somebody was trying to cook for him. And I was like, well... And he was, was like, I'm hungry and I'm coming. And so my sister, my mama didn't tell me this, but my sister Mallory did. And she's like, yeah, she's like acting all crazy. Uh, she's telling me about the condoms she found from him. I said, well, at least he's being safe, number one. And number two, he might have known this girl already, which is what we both established. Like mm-hmm. social media is real. You meet people before. it. When you went to college, when you went to Clark and you first got there, did you meet people before you got to school? Like just online, not in real a, life. A few, not a lot, because I wasn't like hardcore on social media then. But I did meet a few people, and then we met. You know how with HBCUs, I don't know if they do this for every school, but you know how you get there like a week before and you go through the whole like week fun. Mm-hmm. And you, then I really met people, but I only met like maybe five people before. Okay, so for me, for example, before I went to school, they had a like a summer orientation thing. I didn't go. Mm-hmm. That shit was too high. I couldn't go. That was for the rich kids. But I was friends with a lot of them on Facebook, Mm -hmm. for example, and like MySpace and Twitter and stuff. And so whenever I got to school, I knew some people already just from social media. And I'm like, this is like 20 years later, literally. My brother, I'm sure he's met plenty of people. This thing is you really meeting people before you You really meet people. Plus, his roommate is somebody he went to high school with. Like, he's not far away from home. I I went as far as I could. He didn't. He went probably as close as he fucking could without going to community college. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, let him live his life. Like, he's young. Let him be wild and free. He's going to enjoy this freedom. She has been to the school three times this weekend. But it's less than an thing. hour away. You also have to, like, look at your, put yourself in your mom's shoes. She's been what? a mom for a very long time. So that okay. must be very hard when all of your kids are now gone. That's I'm hard. Sh- I'm sure that's hard. But what I told her is, you know what? You raised us each of us to be independent thinkers independent people you don't want us to depend on you for our lives so now it's his turn he's the last one yes i get it i know you're gonna have some issues That's the baby. but you've raised us all to be independent people you've gotta let him spread his wings he's already been spreading his wings because y'all been telling me the stories after this first year i think she'll start to ease up i, mean, I don't think it's gonna change that's the boy <laughs> And he's the baby. I just feel like it's a double entendre. But um, my sister was like, yeah, I went in his drawer. He had a box of condoms, like a Costco box. At least he's prepared. prepared. They were halfway gone. And I was like, well, at least he's using them. Because Is he going to be mad that you're telling all his business? I don't know. He don't <laughs> listen to the show. He said it's disgusting. What if his friends that he meets in college listen to the show? And they're like, your sister Kiki says so. But I mean, I'm just saying he out here fucking. What's wrong with that? <laughs> I feel like little boys... He's not even a little boy. Young men like for people to know that they're out here fucking. And I feel like my brother is an attractive young man. Mm-hmm. He, We try to encourage him not to be a fuckboy. I don't know if he is or not. Young ladies, if he is, I'm sorry. Just send in an email. 
I don't know what to tell you, but I feel like he's just living his life as a college student. And I feel like he's not doing anything that's wrong. And he's just living his life. Let him live his life. And that's what I keep trying to tell my mom. But anyway, she keeps going up there. And I'm like, he's less than an hour away. You've got to give him some space. He's enjoying his freedom. She saw him on his bike leaving an apartment complex. And she was like, oh, fancy meeting you here. And he was like, because he told her he wasn't at the dorm, like drop the stuff off at the dorm. I'm busy. Some girl was cooking for him. And what I just cook. That I don't know. I'm going to find out. Was it good? She probably made spaghetti. But I feel like... I love spaghetti, though. But I feel like they in college. Like, you're not making nothing extravagant. She's probably a year older. He probably already knew that girl. Like, he's the youngest. He had an older sister that went to the same high school as him at the same time as him. He's just living his life. And I feel like he's doing the right thing. Because when I was that age, when I was getting dates, I was going on them. So I can get those free meals. And I told my mom, I'm like, he's being economically savvy. And he's doing the best thing Let me tell you something. And ain't nothing wrong with that. My very first year, I mean, really all throughout college, that freshman year, I was going on dates for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Not breakfast, because I did have, I could go to the cafe. But like late night, when I was hungry, I would be planning my dates around like, this is when I need to eat. This is when I need to eat. This is where we're going. I, I had a meal plan, too. But I was like, I didn't like the food. So I was trying to get all the dates I could get because I was like, bitch, I don't want to eat this. And I want to eat the fine dining. And I want to see the it's city. Nice and I don't want to get on the public transportation. And then it's like, we both moved to different cities. So it's like, okay, we want to explore the city. But we on a budget. <laughs> on a whole budget with no And these no old ass niggas who want to be with young girls, they got a different type of budget. <laughs> and I'm trying to be on that budget, bitch. Not this budget. Like... A mother, mommy dearest, did you really think that I was going to be able to survive on nothing throughout my first plan. year of co- uh, meal plan? She's like, he has a meal plan. He doesn't need to. Where the cab closes at five and then they open up for late night, but you be hungry. They closed at five o'clock for dinner. I think it was five or six. It that was is early. fucking rude. It was, it, but then that, they would open like back up for late night dinner. It was, you was starving. We didn't have that problem, but I just didn't want the food. The fish wasn't right. I was just, I was going through culture shock because I was no longer in the true South. And I was like, what the fuck is this fish with the black part on the back? It was whiting. I never even fucking heard of whiting. It was just a lot. Anyway, um, my brother's in college now. He's grown. And I just, I don't know how to take in. My sister's back in school. and Everybody's grown. I'm like, we're old. Now my mom is trying to plan a cruise. Have you been on a family cruise? Yeah, I went last year on a family cruise. Oh, you did? Was it fun? It was fun. There was a lot. Don't do carnival. There was so many kids on the carnival. Oh, because it's like a kid friendly? Too kid friendly. It was like all goddamn kids. I love kids, but it was just like all the kids. I don't want that if I'm like stuck on a... Me and my sister had to break up a little boxing match between these little kids. And I was like, I I didn't want to do this on the the family cruise ship. But it was fun. Like we ate so much and had so much fun. Did all the excursions. It was fun. Yeah, I'm going to take your advice on Don't that. Don't do carnival. Don't do carnival. I need something for adults. 18 plus only. Everybody's 18. Let's have fun. Um, So we recorded some stuff this weekend for the live show. Some sexy stuff, y'all. Um, I'm excited to see the finished product. I'm excited for the live shows. Make sure you get you guys get your tickets. Cocktails pod dot eventbrite.com the dallas tickets are almost sold out whistle houston is on its way houston has a 
a lot more seats in Dallas. It's still gonna sell out though. So get your tickets. Don't let that deter you from buying your tickets early because when they're gone, they're gone. So many people are they still DMing you about um, VIP tickets? Ma'am, I just started declining it because it's like we said. I said what I said. I haven't been responding, but if you're listening now and you know that I'm not responding, it's because like I don't have an answer for you. I've already said it. The tickets are gone. If we had extra tickets, let me just be real. They cost more for VIP. Why would we not have them available? Yeah. That's it. We don't have any more. We already got to get y'all some stuff for the VIP bags. We don't want to shortchange everybody. So, like, no. That's it. But you will still have an amazing time even if you come general admission. It's not going to be, like, a totally different show. You'll be in the same room. and It'll be the same thing. You and we'll just get won't nasty. get all the goodies. It's going to be so much fun. I think you're going to like both of the venues. It's going to be fun. You'll meet some new podcasters that maybe you're not familiar with. Or maybe you are. Who knows? But I think you guys will enjoy the show. And it's going to be a really good time. The whole weekend will be a good time. Oh, so, so make it like a whole event. Get dressed get up. Your girls. Get your outfits. Get your girls. Get your makeup get your boys. Done. What's up? Whoever. Your man. If you're trying to like ease him into some freaky shit. Be like, babe, I got some tickets ass. for a show. Don't tell him what it is. Just bring him. Tell him to bring some friends if you guys want to find friends. That would be a nice little surprise. <laughs> that if would. a guy took me to like a podcast live show of a show I'd never heard of, I think that would be fun. That would be especially Depending if it was on fun. Yeah, especially if it was like a sex show. Could you imagine bringing your guy to something like this and then he didn't know and then you had a whole night planned after and then you even take your panties off like before you go and give them to him and be like, baby, we get nasty tonight in the show. In the show. Oh, that would be fun. <laughs> I feel like somebody would expect that from me. I feel like people would be expecting nasty shit and I don't be doing it, and that's why they get disappointed. <laughs> anyway okay i'm trying to think what else happened this week we went out together which is rare um nowadays it on, is rare. uh saturday after we did the video i left my damn debit card did you Everybody, end up getting it mm-hmm, i got it the lady was like the owner she was like you lost your car keys here didn't you i said i did she said i remember you let me get you a couple of drinks so then she bought me all these drinks and i'm like did you I, drink them? Yeah, I did. Oh. I was there by myself, but I had my car bag and it was free. So I was like, okay, I'll have two drinks, but that's all I can have. And then I've got to go. So she's like, that just means you always have a good time. I'm glad I have your stuff, whatever. I didn't realize how much money I had spent there. I mean, you were buying shots for everyone, Kiki. You know, you want another one? I was like, well, sure. Yeah, I was just trying to be nice and like have fun. Like nobody else was buying us drinks. They sh- damn sure weren't. It was plenty of niggas in there and they wasn't buying shit. And y'all know me. I'm not about to be sitting there thirsty, parched. That's the I'm gonna only get a drink. Thing. We can all get drinks. We're all friends. I don't know everybody, but whatever. These are Medina's friends. Let's let's Y'all, we fun. were supposed to go out that night. Oh yeah, we went to sleep. Whiskey Mistress so was a day party, first of all. Mm-hmm. That we really had no real plans on going. It was just like, let's go somewhere. We got our makeup done. Let's exactly. Just go. We finished our video. Let's go. <clears throat> we went to the day party and should should we share the car kick out now? Yes, yes. Okay. May as well. So here's what happened. Kiki still didn't know. What, Kiki was like, what did happen? I'm confused. I'm because still I was confused. in the backseat, like trying to rest my toes. So we were at Whiskey Mistress, and while we were in Whiskey Mistress, there was this guy who bumped into me, and he was like, oh, he turned around, he was like, dang, I'm so glad I bumped into you. And why? I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, why? Like, well, you know, what? And so he starts talking to me. He's like, my name's Joseph, Joseph Gatsby. And he's, mm. like, showing me his driver's license to show me that that's his real name. I guess people tell him his name is cool. And so he starts talking to me. He's like, hey, I really want to get your phone number. He was, it was one of those guys where he wasn't really going to stop talking. 
So, but he was cool. He was nice before he kicked us out of the car. And he asked me for my phone number. I was like, no, but you can just give me your phone. You know how you just be like, I'll just take your phone number. He's like, well, go ahead and text me. And I was like, well, no, I'm not going to text you right now. But, <laughs> you know, I'll text you when I feel like texting you. I thought this was somebody you knew from a long time ago. Okay, keep going. <laughs> so, so that was the end of that conversation. That was just the end. Well, Kiki and I had Ubered to Whiskey Mistress. Right. And then we were sitting Responsibly out, so. Responsibly we so. we were responsible We were very responsible. And I haven't... I'm not always responsible like that because I always just Me want either. my car. But we were close. Yeah, we were very close. So, like, walking distance close. And so... If it wasn't hot. If it wasn't hot. But still, it was like, we walked. But less we than a mile. Le- less than a mile. Was it less than a mile or, like, right at a mile? Less than a less mile, Less than a I mile. Think. Like, half. So, we're outside... My friend Ashley and her friends were there. I'm like, hey, can y'all drop us at my place? She's like, yeah, 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 we got you. Well, Joseph walks by. He's like, I got y'all. I'm like, you take us home? He's like, yeah. I look at his car. He's a nice car. I'm like, let's go, Kiki. Kiki didn't know all this had happened in the club. All I knew was nice car. Y'all know I'm hopping in a nice car. It don't take nothing for me. I'm easy. It was a nice car. Bitch, <gasps> I'm easy too. So we get in the car. Kiki hops in the back. It's a nice little drop top. Y'all know I don't be doing cars. I get in the front. We start driving. We make our first right onto Peachtree. And we're just smooth rolling. The nigga is like, so you never texted me? And I was like, yeah, I'll text you when I want to text you. I had no intentions of, of texting him. Maybe he can read minds. Maybe he, <laughs> maybe, I don't know. But this nigga, he pulls over. And at first I thought he was just getting in that traffic line. Mm-hmm. Kiki was in the back. I don't know if you were asleep or not. I was up. I was just relaxing my feet again. He calmly says, you could get out the car. And I was like. Wait, what? <laughs> I start laughing. I'm like, you're really joking. You're not playing. The music is on loud, so I don't think you heard the conversation. I couldn't hear. He's like, no, get out the car. And I was like, you, wait a minute. So just so I'm clear, you're telling me, Joseph Gatsby. I heard this. To get out of the vehicle because I will not give you my phone. I won't text you right now so that you have my phone number right now. He's like, shorty, I'm from, what do he say? I'm from New York. And we don't play these games that y'all be doing in the South. I think he was really referencing the Hot Girl Summer. I think he was basically like, Hot Girl Summer ain't happening in my motherfucking it's car. It's because he's short. Get the fuck out. And he had a nappy-ass beard and he was ugly as shit. Um, pulled over. In the middle of the street. I was like, Kiki, we literally have to get out of this man's car. He literally just I was like, what? <laughs> it was Bitch, so Y'all know I still got my bunny and some Nadine got hers removed. I still have But my. I still had so heels I on. Like, a bitch still had heels on. I had these same... I was like wait what she's like we gotta get out I was like okay because i'm not trying to make this more embarrassing than it already is i right and have him dragging us out of the car i felt like a child i don't even know that i have never been kicked out of a car ever have you probably i don't i don't know i've had a lot of drunk nights. i mean i've this been, nigga said I've get been the kicked fuck out of, out of the car i've been kicked out of lots of places so a car maybe i don't know we'll just say yes for the sake of the story, but not like that. Not like that. Not on the side of the road. It was like we got to a destination. It was like, get the fuck out. And we walked our ass home. Moral yeah. of the story, I should have called a fucking Uber from the jump. Took care of our damn self. What kind of road with Ashley? Road with Ashley trying to be cute, get in the foreign car. That nigga said, get the fuck out. And we walked to my place. And it wasn't even that damn nice. I mean, it was nice, but it wasn't that damn nice. It was a Mercedes E-Class. I know Medina don't know cars, but I do. And that's a mid-grade. So I'm just like, damn, nigga, you really try to play us like you was in a fucking, I don't know, Lamborghini or some shit. It's not that exotic. Bitches don't be having jobs driving that shit. And you're rude. That was just uncalled for. And... And this is the other thing that Medina didn't all the way say. We were not far. At all. So even though he we had could the- have made 
We were a quarter mile away from the destination. He could have drove up, made a left, dropped us off at the door. He chose not to. And he put us out on the side of the road by Caribou Coffee. And I'm just like, damn. By Caribou Coffee. Plastic ass shoes from Steve Madden. I'm going to have blisters. I did whatever. I It was rude. I, my, I, my feet had cramps. Um, the man's <laughs> name was Joseph Gatsby. I was going to release his cell phone number. But then I was like, can I get sued? Don't want to do that. But his name is Joseph Gatsby. So. You don't think so? I don't think so. What are you going to sue you for? For telling the truth? <laughs> <laughs> the type of friends I got. I'm just saying, for telling that's not what you can sue somebody for. He's not famous. You're right. You're not doing anything malicious. This is a liar. So I mean, just go to don'tdayhimgirl.com, post a profile, and there we go. That's what I'm about that's to do because that was website. a bitch ass nigga. That was little dick energy. That was broke ass nigga energy. That probably wasn't even his motherfucking car, and it was and really he rude. Was short. And that walk tired us out to where we didn't even get, we didn't even I was go. so fucking tired, y'all. I don't even know how tired Medina was because I fell asleep in her bed. I fell asleep too. Makeup all over the sheets. And then I woke up in a frantic at like 4 a.m. <laughs> She's like, turn on the thing, turn on the light. And I was like, okay, okay. But I, oh, I couldn't find my phone. The bitch was on silent. <laughs> Why your phone always on silent? It was on silent from the video, and I just never took it off. And then I had texted my friend Bree because we were supposed to go to her party. She was hosting that night. She's we were like, ready. We were. Re we thought we was ready. We were not ready. She's like, "Bitch, where you at? Like, come on, where are you? I'm looking for you. I'm here. Well, when you get here, and I just felt so bad because I'm like, this happens every time I text you that I'm coming out. Like, I've probably been out two times with her where I actually made it out. And I'm like, girl, I'm sorry. I'm your old friend. I'm already on it. You know, it was a rough time, but we made it through the weekend. It's we made Tuesday, it through, we made it alive, and and that's it. Um, this week I have no weird sex story. No weird sex. Mm -mm, no weird sex. Uh, we won't do it this week. I don't have nothing for y'all. I'm tired of talking about people fucking animals. I'm tired of talking about crimes that were committed. I I don't want to talk about. It. Okay, so just because you don't have weird sex, did you hear, this is weird and it's nasty, did you hear about the camera being found in the bathroom at Red Pepper? Yes. I was I like... I saw that post, um, maybe it was like two weeks ago I saw it. I saw an article today. Oh, uh, an article? It was an article. I saw who... I can't remember the girl, but I feel like I follow her on Instagram, but she posted it. There was a couple and they were and in the were bathroom. A, a couple? This is somebody else in because yeah. this person I saw was a single girl. What happened? It was a couple. They're in the bathroom and they looked up and saw. I be one, People really be paying attention when they go out. I just would never see I'm it. I'm like, it's my <laughs> pussy all over the <laughs> internet. Even know it. So they look up and they saw like a camera in the vents. Uh -huh. The camera was not on, but still it's like, how long has that shit it's been in there? And at there. one point it probably was on. Yeah, because when I heard about it, it was one single girl and she saw it up there and it was like, um, like, you know how places have those ceiling tiles? Mm -hmm. It was like a cutout from the tile and it was up there. I Maybe this never is the same story. Paid it. Well, this similar. is just one person. I mean, it's the same place, mm -hmm. but she posted about it. They blocked her. And then I saw a couple of my other friends post about it and they all said that Which Red Pepper. This, they even found it now. Um, block them so i feel like they keep talking about it and everybody that talks about it gets blocked it and was I'm on like, yahoo why do you think that that's okay to have a a thing in the back this is not a clothing store it's not like it's a fitting room where people go in the fitting room to steal clothes that's a whole ass bathroom and red pepper is ratchet and kebab land is ratchet and i love kebab land and i'm like please kebab land don't be having cameras in your bathroom because i'm always drunk or other and go in those bathrooms and i'll be dancing and taking pictures 
the cameras better not be in motherfucking Kebabland because I still need to be able to go to Kebabland. I fucking love Kebabland. Look down low. And that's another place. I saw something, some news thing, and they were saying that people put them in the ceilings, like places where they have those ceiling tiles. They put them in there and it's easy to put them in there. But they also find ways to put them like underneath stuff to like upskirt stuff. That's, that's crazy what are y'all doing with these videos what is the purpose like what can you go in the bathroom and do that's sexy and worth jacking off to if that's even what you're doing or are you selling these like what's i don't know and if you're selling them bitch fuck you i need my coin how the fuck you gonna be selling me going to piss where my money okay what the fuck that's just crazy. Okay, you made up a game. What was it? Okay, this game is called What Would You Do? Oh, Lord. So, we'll just... What, what would, would you, you do? do? Okay. <laughs> okay. What you got? It's cold. It's freezing. Kiki, what would you do if you were having sex and your dad walked in? Oh, my God. I'd probably <laughs> do that. <gasps> I would probably freeze. It would be like, freeze tag. I had a friend this weekend tell me that she was masturbating when she was younger and her dad walked <gasps> in and she was under the covers, but she said she didn't masturbate after that for about a year and a half. A year and a I'm half. She said it was just so right. awkward. They didn't even talk about it and it was just really weird. What did he say? She said it was just really weird. They didn't even talk about it. He was just like, oh, the food's ready and like walked out. That shit is embarrassing when, sec when you're caught in any type of sexual act by your parents. Oh, my God. I don't know what I would do. What would you do? I would just cry, start crying. <laughs> even if I was grown. I'm sorry, Dad. Like, yeah, even right now, I'd be like, that's why I get hotels when I go home. Like, sorry. I need privacy because I need to masturbate. Like, I ain't got no dick in Dallas, bitch. And I be needing something. You don't that... Dallas fiend? You gonna get some? Bye. <laughs> we gonna see. But usually I'm never there long enough to even find some Dallas Peen. Like I come in late on Friday. I do. It's always family stuff when I go to Dallas. Mm -hmm. I think that's why I like Houston. Because Houston, I can just hang out with my friends mm -hmm. and friends stuff. But no, no Dallas Peen. We gonna see what's happening. Um, maybe, maybe I'll look on these dating apps. We gonna see what's happening in Houston. You talk so I highly won't. of Houston. I'm like. But girl, are you gonna be out there? No. But maybe. I'll give you the scoop. Uh, okay, okay. Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe. I hope y'all do. Because people was telling me that it was falling in from Nebraska and Ohio. And so I was when like, I saw Whoa. it, I was like, good God, Nebraska. Well, so, they know we not coming to Nebraska. We not coming. Somebody just said, like, y'all going to Nashville? I was like, Nashville? Girl. Bitch, if you don't take that three and a half hour drive south, like, it, no, uh, no. no, 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 no. Unless you fund the whole show. Uh, Okay. Okay. What would you do if um somebody was eating your pussy and a blood clot fell in their mouth? Fell in their mouth. Mm -hmm. That like came... your period just started all of a sudden, or maybe you were just having some irregularities and a blood clot, and they were like, <sighs> and they enjoyed it. No, they didn't enjoy it, but they just it would just plopped in there like a gummy bear i would start crying hysterically and then i would fake a seizure that's smart i would be like that and that's then, i mean really that's the only option that's the only option because i would be pissed okay so what are you gonna do when they call 911 i'm gonna say 
Whenever they say they're about to call the ambulance, I'm going to stop and be like, I'm okay, I'm okay, you really, I do this, this happens all the time. Don't call the ambulance, please. I don't want that ambulance bill. <laughs> please, please. That's smart, too. Okay, good job, good job. <laughs> okay, Kiki, what would you do if you woke up one morning, you know, the first thing most people do is meditate or check their Instagram. What if you couldn't log into your Instagram account? And you're like, okay, I just couldn't log in. Midday, you're like, I still can't log into my Instagram account. You, your phone starts blowing up, blowing up, blowing up. People are like, bitch, there is a whole entire naked sex tape of you getting dick down, sucking dick, squallowing on Instagram. I'm going to call my sister Mallory. And I'm going to say, Mallory, check my Instagram. Is this a good quality sex tape? I mean, at, at this point, it's out there. It can't be undone, right? Because it's out there. Everybody's seen it. I'm locked out of my account. What if she's like, no, it is not good quality. This All I'm going to do is cry. This, uh, what can I do? What can All I'm going to do? do is cry. I can't. I can't undo it. It's, it. Once it's on the internet, it's there forever is how I feel. Like, even if I make everybody check, it's still there. People have saved it on their phones. People have screenshot it. It's just like, is this shit real? And if Mallory doesn't answer, I'm calling Nian Grace. And... I would be mortified. But then I might, after watching Euphoria. But, if they say this shit is good, I feel like they would have called me already. Bitch, your sex tape is online. We weren't the ones who did it, but it's popping. It looks good. What if some, what if a film How are we going to handle this? And was like, we want to do a real porn? I mean, honestly, at that point, I've already got one out there. I'm going to take the Mimi Foss route. I'll do another one. <laughs> it's already out there. How much am I getting paid? Is it like a meal? Is this a seven-figure project? <laughs> I mean, even... Bitch... Let me stop playing. Is it five? Because if it's five, if, if somebody tells me they give me seventy five thousand, I'll do it. I'm busting it wide open, but I get to pick the cast. Yeah, I want to pick the cast. Yeah. And Barkia doing if the you makeup. Pick it, yeah, I'm getting my makeup done. And the we need a stylist. Right. Yeah, like we not. Well, what we styling? I'm be butt booty naked, just busting it wide open. I need a yoga instructor, bitch, <laughs> to stretch and make sure I can get to these positions correctly. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I just feel like we really drinking water. We're just today. gonna make it happen. This is the first episode I have done in a long time sober. Well, I won't say I'm sober. I had a rough day at work, so I had some drinks. Oh. That was getting on my motherfucking nerves, okay? We have a concert this weekend, and I'm sick of them. Is Drake going to be there this year? Drake, no. Mm -mm. Meg the Stallion will be there. Okay. That's all I got for y'all. That's all I care about. I mean, 2 Chains will be there, but let me stop. Anyway, um, that was an experience. Okay, let me think if I have another one for you. That was what my would last you do? One. What would you do if you were... Sucking somebody's dick, right? Mm -hmm. He comes in your mouth and it starts instantly burning in your throat. Like, like he comes in my mouth and like my mouth starts to burn. Your throat is burning. It's just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Oh, what would you do? I would. I okay. The heart. The, the I have a heart, so I would try not to like go off, but I would stop and I would be like, because I don't want to be like, nigga, what the fuck? I don't want to do that and like alarm him because maybe he doesn't know. Maybe he has spicy food. Maybe could that happen though? I don't know, bitch. I, I was just throwing something up there. I would be like, I know that I have a disease now. That I would just I would be, like, be on the internet. My like, throat is my throat burning. Is spicy. Do you have health insurance, first of all? 
when was the last time you got checked? And why is my throat burning? Like, have you ever had anyone say my this throat to is you? Swollen. We need to go to the doctor now. The emergency room now. I would cry. We gotta go to urgent care. I would cry. Uh, that's not... That would be such a shocker to the system. Okay, I have one more. Okay. What would you do if somehow, some way, every nigga or woman that you have ever fucked was released in an email style to, like, everyone that you know? Like, it was just like a... Like a list of names? A list of their first and last name and or pictures. There, There's pictures. Oh, pictures. And it's, like, every single person you fucked. It's released to who? To everyone you know. Would some people be mad? I don't think anybody would be mad. I don't think I fucked anybody that anybody would be mad about. Like, I'm not fuck somebody that somebody would be like, bitch, you fucked him. You told me you didn't. Or, like, friends. Like, if Bob and John was like, wait, that's the homie. The only two niggas that I fucked that were friends, um... They both ended up going to prison, and I don't think they're real friends anymore. So I don't, I don't, mm. I don't know. I don't think that it would, I would cause any die. issue. But I would be so embarrassed. There are a few embarrassments on my list, and I would be like, "No, I didn't." You know, people be lying, and you know they lie. I, I didn't do it. No, I didn't. I ain't fuck that nigga. I ain't fuck that nigga. And then it's like, did I get cc'd on that email? Because some niggas I don't remember, and I just want to know. How do you know and I don't? Because I don't remember some of these. Like, some people, it's like, did I fuck up? Yeah, it's a little hazy. You, y'all hang out and you're like, I don't really know. I don't know. I just hope that nothing like that ever happens. And um, I guess I would just deny, deny, deny. Like the niggas do. What's that? I mean, that's the way to go. Okay, so anyway, moving on. So um, I was talking to um, one of my girlfriends earlier. And I was trying to think of something for us to talk about. And we were talking about... My um, brain was pride today. Yeah, you texted me that. Um, so we were talking about guys that got away and blah, 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 blah. So then I was like, oh, we, we, we fell into a deep black hole. But I was like, let's talk about how the relationships that you have with your parents affect your sexual and romantic relationships because as i went through the guys that i have um dated in the past and i was talking to this friend about all the guys like she knows everybody mm -hmm. so i'm going through the list of guys and i was like there is definitely a correlation between the guys who have good relationships with their fathers per se mm -hmm. or if maybe their fathers passed away early and they didn't have a close relationship if their mothers were like very influential in their life and positive influences they treated me way different than the guys who had problems with their mothers and the guys who had problems with their fathers or didn't know their fathers. And um, I think even aside from how I was treated, I recognize that like the relationship that I have with my um, parental figures affects my relationships. Do you feel like it affects yours? I do. I mean, how could it not? You're... I love hearing people say, like, the first love of your life is your dad mm -hmm. and your mom. And that's those are your first experiences in relationships. Mm -hmm. And so whether it was good or bad, it or not good or it's not a good or bad thing, some of them are bad, but it, it definitely has an effect on the way that I date, the people that I date, and just how I am. And me and my sister talk about that all the time because it had... It, polar opposite effects on each of us oh really yeah like my sister is 
Do you think that y'all had different relationships with your parents? Oh my gosh. I When I was growing up, I used to always think that my dad didn't like me. And this sounds really crazy because my family is really close. But he had such a different relationship with my sister and my brother. Mm -hmm. It was just, di it wasn't like my dad neglected me. It's not, that was not. It was just different. It was just very different. And I noticed like when they would be together, they would talk so much about like different things and have these really great discussions. And then when I would sometimes talk to my dad, sometimes I would find myself like digging to find things in common or to keep a conversation going with him. Like I said, it, I wasn't mistreated by my dad or anything, but there was like a, oh no, we just had a different relationship than he mm -hmm. had with my sister and my brother. So I definitely think that has an effect on my dating and my romance life. I was talking to my mom about it one day and um, she was talking to me about her relationship with her parents. Like my mom, um, my grandparents on my mom's side, they have six kids. So my mom is the oldest girl, but she does have an oldest brother. There's four girls and two boys. And she talks about, to me, she talks about how, like, her relationship with her parents is so much different than the younger ones, especially mm -hmm. my youngest aunt, who is the one who lives here. So sometimes they butt heads. And it's so interesting to hear, like, their perspectives on life because, like, my aunt, she's so different than my mom. Mm -hmm. They're, like... I won't even say opposites. They're just so different. It's like no parallel. And she she needs different things from a parent and blah, blah, blah. So I talked to my mom about it. And then when I talked to my aunt about it, and we talk about, like, my relationship with my parents. Like, when I think of my parents, I don't think of just my mom and my dad. Mm -hmm. Like, um, when I was a little kid, my grandparents are the ones who raised me. And truly, when I think of parents, I think of my mom and my dad to a certain extent but the first people i think of are my grandparents wow that's who i think of as who raised me when i lived in from Louis what age to what age from birth my mom was in college when she had me from birth to like i don't know i was i was in elementary school i forget what age it was when i moved to texas but i went to school in louisiana i lived with my grandparents my sister did not it was just me um but I lived with them and I went to grade school there for a while. And then eventually somewhere around like maybe fourth ish grade, mm -hmm. um, I guess. So that's like 10. I moved to Texas and with I did your mom mm -hmm, and I did not want to be there. It was um, it was a very dramatic experience. I was like, I'm leaving. I didn't want to be there. I was so used to my friends and my family in Louisiana. It was just different. It was like, it wasn't that I didn't know my mom. It wasn't that I didn't know my dad. They both lived in Texas at the time. But I was just comfortable <clears throat> in what my life was. I lived with my grandparents. It wasn't abnormal to me. I wasn't the only kid who lived with grandparents. Um, I loved them. They loved me. It was a great experience. And um, I just like being there. But... I'm glad that I didn't always live there. Um, live there with your grandparents? In Louisiana, yes. I'm glad that totally I didn't different. stay in Texas either. Because what I have realized after all the years is that um, people can be very close-minded. As open as they try to be, they can be very close-minded and very judgmental. And I think that had I stayed in Louisiana all of my life, my life would be very different. Um, I wouldn't be as open to a lot of things, wouldn't be doing this show, I would be very closed off, it would just be different, and like, um, my grandparents, they were different parents to me than they were to their own kids, and then even when I moved 
to Texas to live with my mom. My mom got married to my stepdad when I was a young kid. Like, was I even in school? I think I might have been in kindergarten when they got married. They got married before I moved there. And Mallory lived there. Um, so Mallory, my sister that's next in age to me, and my stepfather and my mother, they all live together in Texas and they have their life there. Mallory probably lived with me for like a year in Louisiana. But eventually I went out there with them. And even my stepdad, like I'm way closer to him than I am to my own dad. And it's not that I've never known these people, but or never known my dad. But my relationship with my dad is way different than it is with my stepdad. Mm. And I think sometimes people get confused. Like when I've talked to people, they're like, oh, well, you always call him your stepdad. Well, that's what he is. It doesn't make him less of a dad. Like that's a father figure to me. And he's been in my life for so long. I would go to him before I went to my actual dad about a real issue. Like the relationship that we have is just different. And it's weird because I have so many different like father figures. And like I go to each of them for different things. Like my grandfather is more mm -hmm. of like the spiritual guidance, right? Well, with, with all the different relationships, what do you think had the most impact on the, your dating life or rom romantic life? <sighs> I feel like I'm all mixed up because they all have like a large impact. And I didn't realize that at first. Like I would say my grandfather has the least impact because uh, who he is and what he's taught me is nothing that I want in a ro romantic relationship. I feel like he's just like so Christian and so like straight laced and you need to have something super traditional and all that. That's mm -hmm. not me. So no. Um, my stepdad, I had thoughts of him and who I thought he was as a husband and who I knew him to be as a father, but it changed as I learned more things as I got older. But he was like a good example. Like he would tell me things like in dating, for example, he'd be like, you know, um, if a guy likes you, he'll do X, Y, and Z. If he mm -hmm. doesn't really care, he's not going to show effort. And that's kind of how he is. Now, uh, he would tell me more about, like, the feelings of a guy and, like, notice these things. If he does this or if he doesn't do this, this shows you if he cares or not. Mm -hmm. Like, a man who really cares about you is going to put forth effort, point blank and period. Even if he doesn't know how, you might not like his effort. You might not like what he's doing. Y'all might not be on the same page, but you'll notice that he's trying. A guy who doesn't give a fuck about you isn't going to do anything. He's going to make you feel bad for wanting him to put forth effort. Now, my dad, on the other hand, he's never really given me much advice when it comes to dating. He's more like, if a man can't do for you what I can do for you, you don't need him. And in his mind, what he can do for me is financial stuff. So with my dad, my actual dad, it's always like a money thing. Mm -hmm. It's always very transactional. And so like we've been trying to work past that in my adult years. But I realized like growing up when he would come to visit and stuff like that, he has told me and we had like a huge argument about this when I went out there last year to visit him, how you think that because I spent time with different family members that that meant I was spending time with you because that's your family, not my mom's family. And I feel like I have individual relationships with everybody. It's not the same as spending time with you. And then for you, you feel like as long as you're paying for things, that that shows how you care. So sometimes I feel like for a certain point in my life, I felt like when somebody showed me they cared, they had to be doing something. Mm -hmm. It had to be some sort of transaction. Not even necessarily money, but something had to be exchanged. You had to be doing something. Otherwise, what does it matter? And then on the flip side, it's like when you're busy, 
I get that you're busy because my dad was always busy. Mm -hmm. He wasn't that busy. But that's what I learned. And so it's like, okay, well, he's busy. He doesn't have that much time, but he can still do these things for me. And that's okay. And it's not okay. That's mm -hmm. not really what I wanted. Isn't that crazy when you get grown and then you realize that? Like and you're you like, reflect. Yeah, you start to reflect. I started to realize, me and my sister. So my sister, she's super independent. Mm -hmm. Mecca wants to do everything on her own. She's getting married now and they have had issues with like her just wanting to do everything on her own. And obviously when you're coming together as one union, that's hard. You have to like I'm discuss things. You can't just go be like, I'm going to buy I a car. You, I'm going to buy and not, you know, consult with your partner. That's really hard for her to do. She's like, I have worked hard as shit to get where I'm at. I don't have to ask you for anything. I'm going to handle it. If we're going on a date, I'm picking where we're going. Like she's just, Mecca is like a little Oprah Winfrey. She's going to do what the fuck she wants to do. And she is independent as fuck. Sometimes I'm like, let him do it, girl. Anyways, that's an issue that she's had. Me, on the other hand, my sister's kind of like my mom. If the guy is not, if the man is not going to do it, she's just going to step up to the plate, deal with what she has to deal with and get shit done on her own. I noticed that in my parents' marriage, and I always have to like give the disclaimer, I love both of my, you know how sometimes you just don't want it to sound like you're talking bad about one of your parents. Um, no. But I know. <laughs> I'm trying to spit it straight. Y'all know how I feel. I mean, I love my parents, all of them, even through their faults, but I'm not giving that disclaimer every time I because am. I do have issues. I'm giving the disclaimer. Okay. Um, I noticed that in my parents' marriage, my dad is an um, amazing dad. But as a husband, I noticed things that like my mom needed and wanted and he didn't do like opening doors or taking care of like all the stuff. He he didn't do those things. And my dad what do you grew mean, up taking care of the stuff, just like, like little traditional things, around things the house? little things, even if it was like fixing stuff. My like mom, if my dad care. couldn't fix it. My mom would just be like, I'm going to get out here and mow the lawn or I'm going to fix the cabinet. You're taking to and she would just like handle all the stuff that, in my opinion, I feel like a man should be handling it. Okay. Um, but my mom would just be like, I'm going to do it. I'm not even going to like stress your dad about it. I'm going to do it. My mom can do a lot of things. Um, or, you know, going out by herself. Just like stuff that I, it really bothered me to the point where now in my dating life, I demand so much. And sometimes it's like, I just started to realize I'm doing this because like I saw my mom just deal with so much stuff and she deserves so much more. And you don't want it for yourself. And I don't want that for myself. I'm not doing that for you. So mm -hmm. it was like, no, you need to know how to fix stuff. And if you don't know how to fix something, you need to be able to call somebody to come get the shit fixed. If I'm getting in late, I need you to call and check in on me. I need you to, or I can't deal with you. I, a lot of times like, that's just what I realized about my dating life. Me and my, my sister's like, I'm just going to do everything. I can do it. I can do it. And I'm like, I can do it, but I need you to do it. And that's how I feel like I know that you care about me. And that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting. And sometimes I realize I'm really hard. Like when I was with Carlos, I was really hard on him about it. Like you're going to do It's not fair to do that to somebody. I've, there's some pros and some cons to it. Like I'm not going to change how, the whole aspect of it. But there are some times when I realize I'm being so hard and just like, you better be doing this. And that's not cool either. Like Just because you're scared of, mm -hmm. I don't want this that I saw. I don't want you to fall into this habit of like, well, because I took the trash out this one time. Now you're just like comfortable with me always taking the trash out when that's something I'm really not comfortable with. Mm -hmm. So it's th things, things like that. I feel like my dating experience, I'm really hard on men. And they might not even realize it, especially if you're already a man where you just like handle things. You do open doors and you do pay for everything and it's mm -hmm. not like an issue. But I feel like I should be harder. But then there's like this catch 22 where it's like, OK, for me. Um, I do. I didn't realize all of the stuff that was going on um, in my family with my mom and my stepdad because 
that's who I'm going to reference for probably the rest of the show. And even now that I'm older, my grandmother, my grandfather, I feel like my grandmother kind of resents my grandfather. And they may resent each other, Mm -hmm. but she's just a little bit more vocal or maybe she just expresses herself better about certain things. And it's like, I don't know that y'all really wanted to get married and have all of these kids and do all of these things. I feel like because they were so young when they got married, my grandparents knew each other their basically their entire lives. They lived a block over from each other where my grandparents live now. I can go on the front porch and see where my grandfather's mother lived, where he grew up. It's a block over. It's a small town, but it's not that small to where, you know, everybody is that close. Like, there's plenty of people there. There's a Walmart. They have a Chili's now. Mm -hmm. Like, there's stuff there. But um, one of my aunts told me one day, like, yeah, I was talking to mom. And she told me, yeah, we got married because I was pregnant. I never want to do that but then the question is i get it it was back then i started to say 100 years ago it wasn't 100 years ago but damn near that was in like the what's on in the 60s but then when you think about that as a grown woman now you think about how much sadness two people probably did deal with if you did just get married because or even even if you were madly in love but you decided to get married we're pregnant we got to get married this is the right thing to do and i think that's what it was for them i don't think that they didn't love each other but but you didn't get i don't think that they would have married each other had that been the case and i don't know that they even would have explored to be quite honest because of how things were and my grandparents are both southern people from louisiana from christian families like they probably wouldn't have ever explored Mm -hmm. honestly and i still don't think they would they so close but anyway there's that and then like when i when i think about my mom and uh my stepdad for example like they have their relationship and i thought i thought it was good like my stepdad has been a great father to me and he still is like they're divorced um i love him dearly i can call him for anything like we still stay in touch um he listens to the show so i don't know how you gonna feel about this but i'm talking about it i told him stop fucking listening but he listens and he enjoys it he's like you know kiera's grown like let her do her thing and that's something i've always respected about him because he's always let me be me and i feel like he's so open and that's what i love about him like he's always like well let these kids do what they want to do let them be themselves let them be adults let them figure their lives out like we can't micromanage them and sometimes I feel like my mom has tried to micromanage me which I hate and it just like I'm not even a rebellious person but it makes me want to rebel and so that's why I've always gravitated towards him it's so good and then my dad is like he wants everything to be good all the time and I feel like sadly I hate to admit it, but I feel like a lot of times I attract men just like him and I don't know what it is because I don't like it I don't like those qualities. I don't. I. It's like at first it seems like different qualities, but then as I when when we get into it and like we really get to know each other, it's like oh my god, I keep falling for guys like my dad. Like you're selling me a dream and you're making things seem so good and you want everything to be good, but when when there's an issue, you don't want to talk about it. You want to like deflect. You just want to be like this great person. And when you make mistakes, I'm supposed to forget it. We can never talk about it. And that's what I've learned about him. With my stepdad, I can talk to him about stuff. 
And it's like, if I mess up, if he messes up, like, I'll never forget. Like, something happened within our family that I found out about and I talked to him about it. And he was just straight up with me. My dad would never... Like, even to, we've had a similar situation. He would never. But my stepdad is somebody who can, like, stand in his own and be like, I messed up. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I regret it. Or I don't regret it. Or I'm not sorry. Or however he feels, he will tell me. And I feel like that's why we have such a good relationship. Because he can be honest. And I wish I would be more attracted to guys like that than guys like my dad. I'm just like, what is it? Why do I keep going back to these things and I was talking on live today and I was like sometimes I feel like what the fuck am I just attracted to dysfunction I feel like when people keep remember when the astrology girl came on woman mm -hmm. forgot her name she was so amazing mm -hmm. um when she came on and she talked about how sometimes when you keep seeing that same type of repetition with men or relationships in your life it's because you're not learning the lesson that you're uh -huh. supposed to be learning so then you it just keeps repeating itself mm -hmm. like there's something you like about it mm -hmm. and that's what I feel like it is it's like I like uh, the drama that comes with stuff like that like these dysfunctional relationships it can be interesting it mm -hmm. can be fun I can admit that but it's like why can't I let that go why can't I get comfortable with stuff going good and I was talking to Raven about that the other day when we were talking after we talked last episode about the guy who got away or whatever mm -hmm. me and her have been talking about that like constantly like every day and I'm just like what is it because we kind of both had issues with that and I was like I don't know I think that sometimes like I just really have a hard time accepting when things are going good and I get nervous and it's like okay it's too good to be true and he's not doing anything to fuck it up so let me go ahead and fuck it up because it's gonna be fucked up but I have to stop having that mindset everything's not gonna be fucked up sometimes you can good good things just because maybe the past has shown you one thing doesn't mean that the future can't be something else and I just have to keep constantly reminding myself like it's okay you deserve something good you don't have to constantly have dysfunction to feel comfort you can watch basketball wives and get your dysfunction and you can have function real function in, your real in your life. life yeah yeah i think those relationships with your whoever raised you they really do have an effect on you good and bad yeah you can have good stuff one thing that i love about my parents and what i appreciate seeing a lot of my life was seeing the love that they shared for each other and from my dad especially like my dad is really fun like one thing i think that's where i get my fun from i get my fun from my mom and my, my fun from my dad and my strength from my mom um my dad makes everything fun when we were kids my dad would make everything funny when we didn't have everything that we maybe wanted or maybe even need it when we were like broke my dad would like make games out of the lights being turned off like it would be like and it was fun and mm -hmm. i noticed in like relationships i get i like to date older men and some of y'all might think older like late 30s i like to date like 40 and up i really do enjoy that mm -hmm. um i bring a level of fun to relationships that people sometimes forget my dad always told me and my siblings growing up, like, don't lose touch with your inner child. It's so important to keep that part of you safe. Like, of course, you grow up and you're going to have all these adult things to handle, but you can't lose that touch with your inner child. And I never have left it. If you know me personally, you know that I have that inner child like person inside of me. And so I enjoy that. I learned that from my dad. I bring that to relationships because people be out here being boring and shit. And sometimes you need to just relax. That is true. So true. So true. I appreciate that about my parents. 
relationship and my mom will always bring it back i mean we were about to get whoopings and my dad would make it a game and my mom would be he so, would make whoopings oh again? my god my dad be like run from her run from her <laughs> my dad be like run from her she's not gonna be able to catch you he'd like he would like block us on the stairs and my mom would be coming to get us and then he would like let us go right when she got to the fuck off my mom would be so as a parent mad. but then my mom brought a lot of structure because my dad was the fun parent is mm-hmm. the fun parent and my mm-hmm. mom was the one that's that brought the structure yeah that's how it usually goes i think i will say one thing that i appreciate about my mother and stepfather's relationship is that I was so oblivious to the issues that they had within their marriage I just thought he was the greatest and I was I'm you, that's not my business what happened about to say. <laughs> in their relationship and I try not to some things that I found out they definitely hurt me and it still hurts mm-hmm. because it's like wow this person that I thought you were that's not you mm-hmm. you're still a portion of this person but a part of that has been taken away and I feel some type of way about it but one thing my mom told me is you know what I kept this from y'all for a reason and whether that's true or not she was like you know he has always been in you guys' life from a long time ago and he really has like Mm -hmm. I didn't even live with him when he came into my mother's life and she's like he's always been a great dad to you guys and Correct me if I'm wrong, but he's never made you feel like he wasn't your child. Like, my my stepdad has an older son, and I forget to mention him sometimes, and it's not because I don't care about him or anything, but we just don't see each other that much. But we do have a relationship, and I love him, too. That is my brother. But I will say that about my stepfather. Like, he's never made me feel like I wasn't his child. Mm-hmm. He's never made me feel any different. My baby brother and sister that I talk about all the time, Madison and Joseph, those are his kids with my mother. I've never felt any different from them than than anything, you know, and he's always treated us the same. He's always cared about us. And I, I appreciate that so much from him. And I think that that's why I look at him as like the father, mm-hmm. you know, and like my dad, he's not that way. Like he has other kids and I, he treats me like his child, you know, I am. But the other kids, he doesn't treat them that way. And I, I recognize the differences and I don't like it. I don't respect it. And I talk to him about it. But like with my stepdad, it's like, you know, we just have a different relationship. And I just feel like he's more of a more of a stand-up guy when it comes to that. And so like I try to listen to him and I trust his advice and stuff more because I feel like he's more of a stand-up guy. And I feel like he's a better example of what it is to be a dad or what I think it is it's to be really a important when parents do what your mom did. Like with most That's of not my parents business. do. It's mm-hmm. not your business. I remember one time I tried to get in some grown folks business when I had no business getting in no grown folks business. And my mom told me just that this is grown folks <laughs> business. You need to get out of it. And it's when you get grown you realize Your parents are people, and dad and husband can be two totally different people. They are two totally different people. Your dad can be an amazing dad and a horrible-ass husband, or a horrible husband and an amazing dad. Like, it's... Or a horrible dad Dad and and an amazing amazing husband. husband. That can definitely happen. Those things are really real. So sometimes when you... that's That's why I give disclaimers, because the things that I'm saying about my dad is applying to him as... A father. A fa- a, and with his wife, who it is not, not my business. He sometimes struggled in that department, but my dad has been a great dad. And I just think it's important for people to not be telling the kids all the business. And this is what your daddy did, because now you got him. Because you know what? I'll even say, like, with my actual dad, mm-hmm. the things that I know about him that I don't like, some of this is from his own doing. But my mother has never trash-talked my dad. And after I found out things about him from other people, she could have. Mm-hmm. I prob- 
I don't know if I could have been as strong as she has been, but some of the things I, it's just almost horrific. It's like, how can you hold that in and allow your child to just have this veil of like innocence over this person who has done X, Y, Z. And it's just amazing to me how she could have done that. And that's because and that would have had a negative effect on you. It would have. And I'm glad that she protected me from that. And she allowed me to figure out how I felt about him on my own, mm-hmm. independent of their relationship or lack thereof. And I think that that also, and even with my stepdad, I think it says a lot about him because he didn't do it. Those weren't the people who did it. Other people in my family did do it. Mm-hmm. I don't blame them. I'm glad that they told me because it it gives a lot more honesty because everything's not always so honest but i'm glad that it wasn't my mother i'm glad it wasn't my stepfather and i'm glad that it didn't come from those places because sometimes people um will tell you oh well your mother's just saying that because she's jealous or she's upset that we're not together or whatever and when you realize hey these people had different relationships but your mother never my mother never did that and i'm so glad that she didn't drake's mom never did that either he's talked about it in a song he said (laughs) you and fucking drake mom was never shit talking his daddy (laughs) and that's why i know Drake gonna be my husband. We gonna have babies and they gonna have a nice little upbringing. They gonna know how to date and they just gonna be great in relationships. Girl. Mm. I've been trying to bite my tongue with people. I have been trying to be more honest. Do you think you can do that? Bite my tongue? Yeah. Like, are we, like, dating-wise? Bite your tongue. Let's just say, we'll make up an extra sibling so we don't have to use anybody real. Okay. Let's say you have an extra sibling who has a child Mm -hmm. and you know that that child's, uh, your sibling and the other, the child's other parent are not together and you know a lot of negative things. Do you think that Uh, you could bite your tongue and keep it shut to make sure that you're not influencing that child's opinion of their other parent? That's not your family member. That is so hard. I have a nephew, so I would never... Do, do that, that about his mom his dad is my brother mm-hmm. and i i can bite my tongue and also my dad i always fail to mention this and i don't care but he, my dad has other kids right and they're all grown and i have bit my tongue my whole life with them i could say some really heartbreaking crush your life things and i wouldn't do it out of respect for my to dad the kids? to his kids mm-hmm. about their mom and i would oh. never i wouldn't do it mm. yeah like i I mean, I told y'all already. I tried to hit my niece's uh, dad, uh, my niece's dad, with a car one time. That was not my proudest moment. But he's horrible. He's just horrible. I just wanted to tap him a little bit. I just feel like I wanted to shake him up a little bit to let him realize life is fragile and he needs to wake the fuck up and grow up. But he dodged between the cars, so I didn't. And I'm glad I didn't because I could have gone to jail or something. Yeah. I mean, have. he probably would have. have he probably I mean, you, would have been in jail. You can tap somebody and get a ticket, Medina. But um, yeah, I now you tapping niggas. Like, was like, <laughs> well, I was like, I was young. I was like 19. <laughs> but now that I'm older and wiser, I just bite my tongue. And when she talks to me about him or her 511 brothers and sisters, I just like. Change the subject. I was about to say, I have no problem changing a subject. I just changed the subject. And she's older now, so it's hard. It was easier, much easier when she's a little kid. Like when I talk to my little cousin that y'all see me with all the time, I love him dearly. But I definitely have opinions about the other people in his life. And I just, it's so hard. But I have to remind myself, you know what? I'm glad that my mom did what she did. Mm-hmm. 
That's, that's a not lot my of place. Strength. It's so much. So it, especially if you have some wine. Or a little weed or something. And you just start getting loose Now your ass, you out here. And I, you know, I, you've seen me get mad. Remember we went to Houston, me, you and Kayla? I <gasps> used to have a habit of you getting guys. mad and just like let, saying all your shit. I've worked on that. You can be very mean. I definitely can. Most people are when they're angry. And I have learned to tone that down. That is not okay. Yeah, I'm glad you did. Yeah, Yeah. me too. That's not, that's, that's not okay um, to do. Like, you gotta control your It happens. It does happen. I'm not saying that I don't get it because I've been there too. (laughs) I don't want you to feel alone. (laughs) But, oh yeah, that, that was bad. That was real bad. I am not. And I'm not even sharing that story and saying I am. Every time I think about that, I'm embarrassed. That is not a proud moment. I hate when I think of uh, situations like that where I acted out. And you know what? Usually, though, and I don't know how you feel about it. Usually, I meant that. Okay. I just get embarrassed because I get embarrassed the other I... relationships you affect when you do things like that. Because now you done shared everybody's business and now somebody else about to be hurt because you out here cheating and now I done told her. And then it's like, God damn it. That and then it's just like more so just on a self-reflection thing. It's like, bitch, you need to have more self-control. Mm-hmm. Like, keep it together. It's not even about the other people's business because, bitch, y'all did it. <laughs> y'all didn't have to do it. I shouldn't have fucking known. Okay? You did it. You made your bed, not laying it. But I feel bad because I be having bad self control. But um, before we move on, I did want to say, like, um, when we were talking about it earlier, with when I was talking to Grace, and I was going through the guys, I have noticed that, like, with guys, I have dated a lot of guys who either have no relationship with their dad. Really? Yes. I was really trying to go through. I was like, let's go through the men that that you know like if you don't know a bitch we don't have to go through it but uh let's just go through the ones that we know and i realized like the guys it's only two that i think are good i was like oh, bitch, they both had a good relationship with their dad one of them died but the other one he had like a really good relationship with his dad but the the other one um who had a good relationship with his dad he had a bad relationship with his mother oh, she, that's a red um, flag for me but for me, it wasn't a red flag. It was her fault. She left them. It wasn't like they were just angry with each other. It was like she abandoned them, him and his other siblings. And she was like, I don't want to be a mom anymore. I don't want anything to do with you guys. I'm moving to Vegas. Sometimes mm-hmm. things like that are still a red flag for me just because it's a lot of trauma. And it's it a is lot a of lot drama, of trauma. And it's like, it's it just is. a lot. It is. Like, it makes, it does make me like, look at you a little different and I try not to because like that's not your fault right but it's like how did you deal with that mm-hmm. how did your dad deal with that were they still married yes in that instance they were and I was like well how does it feel like how do you feel about women do you feel like women always just leave do you feel like a woman will just up and leave at any moment because I think that that's how a lot of guys feel I've dated multiple men who've had mother issues like that I think the mommy issues with men are way stronger than the daddy issues with men. But um, with that particular guy, he, I think his dad was such a great example. It didn't affect him as badly. I think he had like some abandonment <clears throat> issues. He would get a little nervous, like if he felt like I was being distant, but it wasn't so bad that it was like, we couldn't work through it. But um, the guys who didn't have relationships with their dads or they had bad relationships, like I've dated a guy who, um, 
his dad raped his mother and that's how he was conceived that was probably that man has probably been the worst like just how he treated like respect wise or just like how everything how he how he views like how his mother treated him she kind of coddled him and like how she was like so much of a, i don't need anybody but it's like you didn't have anybody so yeah you kind of had to be like you didn't need anybody and you as a as an adult you feel like <clears throat> you don't have to do these manly things because you've never seen that and you've only seen her be around men who have abused her like somebody sexually abused her and raped her and created you mm -hmm. and then she's been in these other relationships where men are taking advantage of her in all kind of different ways and she's just always kind of held her own so you feel like women can just do whatever and they're so strong and they can deal with anything and they should still stand strong so you can treat them however you want to treat them that's yeah. not healthy yeah and it's like the only m woman that you respect is your mother and you feel like um your mom, she can take this man back who raped her. She can take this man back who beat her or whatever these men did to her. And she gets over it. And you see her as this resilient woman. And you think every woman should be like that. That's not realistic. That's unhealthy. And your mother is accepting toxic behavior. And you don't want to accept that. And then there's other men who it's like you have this relationship with your mom. But you have a horrible relationship with your dad. And you see how your mom, your dad treats you or how he doesn't want anything to do with you. Or he comes in and out of your life. And you think it's okay to come in and out of people's lives or you think that it's okay to only be there for like a snippet you think it's only important to show up for the important moments or you only have to pay for things or you only have to like when there's a crisis you come in that's not a dad that's, that's not, not a partner that's not somebody that's in a healthy relationship and I think that those are things to consider and so like as I was reflecting and talking to her about like the guys I was like yeah they all have like bad relationships except for like those two that I always say are like the good guys and then there's that one other one but I don't really remember what he said about his parents I think one of them died I've I don't know like, but his mama mix. raised him right I've had a mix like mm -hmm. Carlos didn't have a great relationship with his dad. He still had family dynamic because he was raised with both of his parents in the household to some extent. And yeah. then it ended. But he didn't have a great relationship with his dad. And I did see like the the differences of being with someone who doesn't have their relationship with their dad as opposed to someone who does. And it's not it's a case by case situation. But like right. there is like You can see like can when see when people don't know how to deal with it or when they have it like reflected on okay, this is what happened in my life, but I want something different. Or do I want something different? A lot of people don't be wanting nothing different. They think it's okay. Mm -hmm. And so, like, sometimes, like, when I meet a guy and they're just like, oh, like, when they have this, I just always call it a hood-ass mentality. Like, they feel like it's okay to be, like, this woman, a single parent with no help, and the men come in and out, and the nigga can just be there or not. Like, that's a turn off. I don't want nothing to do with you. If you think that that shit is okay, like, sure, it happens. And, yeah, women are resilient. They have to do it anyway, whether you're going to be there or not. But you think that's okay? Like, you got all these kids, you just laying it low and, and you spreading a wad across the United States? Like, bruh. <sighs> You got all these kids. kids. Yeah, it's too much. I don't like it. I'm not being a part of that. Get Go be with your child and your toxic situation. I can't do it. I need us to have a strong family dynamic. And get help. Mm -hmm. People don't be wanting to get help. People don't be wanting to get help. And it can be a tough situation to go and like really open up. 
but people got to do it. And it's like, it's not an overnight fix, but go try it. And sometimes you're going to go to a therapist or somebody that's not really a good fit for you. Try a couple different ones out until you find the right one. And I hope that you guys like listen to this and listen to it with a positive mindset and be like, you know what? I got some of these same issues. Let me try to do something a little different because y'all be out here hurting people. And it's just like a vicious cycle of hurt, toxicity, and just negativity. And it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't. You can write, like, just because you don't have a good relationship with your parents doesn't mean that you can't have a positive relationship in the future. But if that shit is hurting you, you've got to realize how it's hurting you, how it's affecting you, and what you may be putting off on somebody else that you don't even realize. This so is I hope, true. I hope y'all get some help. Get some help. Don't send us a letter about that because I don't have help. For you. Yeah, that's real help. Yeah, that, and I don't We can only babies. help you when you're going through niggas' phones and shit. Yeah, and trying oh, to learn babies. how to ride a dick without it hurting, you know, when it hits too deep, we mm-hmm. can help you with that. Somebody was asking me what to do when um you can't never have a babysitter and you want to get some dick. Bitch, I don't know. You keep your ass at home and you're not getting dick still because call you're your a baby mother. And you have you, different responsibilities. You can I get some you dick call later. your baby daddy, bitch. I don't know. And let's just make it a two for one. He can see his child and get some dick and put him in another room. Move out of a one bedroom into a two. I don't know what you do. This whole time I thought my phone was charging. It's not. Did you not push the button? I don't, what it's does a that button. mean? It's charging now. I'm dumb. Well, all right, I guess we can move on to Indecisive Diane. Would you stop thinking about what everyone wants? Stop thinking about what I want, what he wants, what your parents want. What do you want? What do you want? It's not that simple. What do you want? What do you want? Okay. All right, Diane. So what's like a cute little dating idea that you have for us this week? Summer's coming to an end. It was hot girl summer. Like we trying to be out here in these streets. What's up? Hey, ladies, it's me, Indecisive Diane. And this isn't really a date with your mans. This is a date where you gather the ladies together and you go learn some new spicy little tricks i know you think you're a pro but you can always learn some new dick sucking tricks what diane so listen there's this lady follow her on instagram at goddess good llc that's g-o-d-d-e-s-s good llc she hosts these how to eat a banana workshops Literally, it's the art of oral pleasure. You're going to love it. She has a workshop on Saturday, August 31st from 6 p.m. until 8 p.m. Ladies, you're going to love it. Go to Eventbrite, type it in, follow her on Instagram, click the link, get your tickets. It's going to be a fun night out with your ladies. Spice it up. Make your man pay some bills. Okay, Diane, I don't know how I feel about this. Bye, girl. Bye, ladies. Okay, well, we're back and we're... Gonna move on to advice. Speaking of advice, I had somebody slide in my DMs. A man. I like when men ask us for advice. This isn't a part of the advice. I'm just sharing it. Okay. But he's married and he asked me about, like, have we ever had a married couple on talking about, you know, being in an open relationship? And I was like, well, we've had people come on and talk about open relationships. We have that one married couple. They don't count. But he was asking me questions about it. And I was like, I feel like I gave him some good, solid advice. I was like, what you telling? I was like, you know what? I'm... And he wanted advice. What was his... 
to, to having an open marriage. Like, like a, how to? How, like, wh what do I think? Just what are my thoughts? What do oh. you think about it? You think that's dumb? Or do you, what do you think? And I was just like, honestly, I've never been married. And I feel like marriage is a whole different playing field. It's hard to do that shit when you're single. Or if you're a, sing by single, I mean, you're not married. You're just in a relationship. And I was like, here's what I'm going to say. I suggest, based off of the people that we have had come on, you guys talk about your limits, your hard limits, the soft limits, the boundaries, what you're both expecting, what you want from this. I even suggest you get a sex counselor and try to figure out why you guys even want to do this. And then you try to dip into it if you don't want to fuck your shit up. But what do I know? I'm not married. Good luck. But really, really talk about what you're getting into. I was just yeah. proud of myself because that's not something you I'm starting to learn. The people that we've talked to about it, you don't just dive into that and be like, we trying to fuck. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Mm -mm. You really got to be on the same page as the yep. person. You've got to be super open and honest. Um, I don't know many married couples who are open, but I do know that one that I be fucking sometimes. And they always tell me, you know, they just are very open with each other. Yeah. And they always have been that way since before they were married. It wasn't no secret. It wasn't anything like that. And I think it's dope. I was like, if that's something you are both talking about, explore it. But take the, do what you need to do, the necessary steps. Mm -hmm. And they just, they just say we're always honest and we don't be lying. Like, mm. and it's just that simple. Like, when you're honest, it works. It is. It's true. Do you have okay. one up? Yep, I do. Which okay. was the, um. The subject line is advice, writing a big guy. Okay, so she says, I think she, okay, hey ladies, first I want to say I love the show. Thank you. It helps, it helps get me through the long days at work, so thank you for that. On to my question. What are some great positions for riding bigger men? My boyfriend is on the big and tall side and it makes riding him a bit difficult. I'm pretty sure. Sometimes I'll go in the froggy position, feet on the bed, squatting over him. But frankly, that position is not flattering and a girl gets not, tired. That is not a flattering position. Please help and thank you in advance. Let me think. I If you want to be on top and he's big and you little. And she's not saying like he's big. He's tall and kind of just I like I think a, she means big. The subject line says a big guy, not just tall. But well, I feel I, like he's probably wide too. Having been with a lot of big guys big and tall i think that it's easiest if he's really tall that scissor position is really it really helps because he can get all up in you you don't have you're riding but you're riding from the side so it's like lazy riding but it's still sexy and it feels good mm -hmm. and then just when you're on top ride it a little bit and then switch the position quickly you don't have to stay on top the whole time maybe end it on top yeah i mean you don't have to ride that much or turn around Turn around. That does that does wonders. Like niggas love to see your ass, also, especially when you bouncing up and down and it's doing that little jiggle, like mm, the cute jiggle. I don't know. That's how to a do good. That yet. That's a good one. But when you when you hit the bottom, your booty don't jiggle. Oh, you know, like just when you're bouncing on. Just okay. like a, I thought you mean like twerking on the dick. No, not twerking. Just a traditional reverse cowgirl. Nothing Got major. Because I feel like he wide and she little, so it might be hard to do that and then even still like being on your shins okay when you do the reverse cowgirl you can still be in that froggy position but then if your legs and thighs need to break be on your shins and do it that way and lean forward you can lean back you can face him and be on your shins and lean back you can make him sit up a little bit even if he doesn't really want to sit up and you can prop him up on some pillows or make himself prop up on some pillows that'll help 
And then if they another, need a strong, let them hold you. Another little trick, I think I've shared this before in a previous cocktail of mine. If you're feeling really spicy and y'all got time, if y'all take, if y'all, if you soak in like a warm bath, it relaxes your muscles and you, it's really not sore to, you know, wrap your legs around him if he's big or if his dick is really big. You, like everything just relaxes. I learned that just by taking a little bubble bath. Also, ask that nigga. Be like, look, this shit is hurting me. What, how do other girls be fucking you? A chair. <laughs> Or the couch. A chair is easier because a it's so much chair. easier for, or even if it's not rolly, but just like a standalone chair where you can put your feet down on the ground so you're sitting That's it. and your legs aren't like That's up it. already. I've done that before. That will do it. And then that way your legs are down. So even if you're just bouncing on him, you don't have to really spring those calves. And it's hamstrings sexy. The chair is shit. sexy. It is much sexier than like that awkward ass position. Girl, we just gave you so like many it. options. That was a long time. Okay. Let me know if you like those and how it works out. So this one, the subject is: I enjoy trans women. Need advice ASAP. And this, I, and this is a man. Dear cocktails, hey Kiki and Medina, I just got hooked on you guys three months ago, and I can't get enough. Since I was born in July, you guys can call me Cancer. Hey Cancer. I enjoy women more than trans women, but from time to time, I do enjoy getting my dick sucked by a transgender woman. My current girlfriend has no clue that I do like trans women, and I'm afraid that if I tell her this, she will dump me. I love my girl and I want to be and I want to be with her permanently. However, I don't think she will respect me if I tell her. I'm always safe when I creep from time to time and my trans woman allows me to do all the nasty shit my lady won't let me do. If I wanted to fuck my trans bae in the ass and have her suck me off afterwards, she will do it. When is the best time? When, what is the best approach to tell my girlfriend that I dip my dick into trans women from time to time? Thanks for the advice, cancer. I am going to say, first of all, it's not even like about the trans or anything. You're already doing it. You're right. She's going to be mad. Because it's even if it was just with somebody, trans is going to make it a little bit harder, I feel like, for your girl. And maybe she's not going to care. But I feel like just because you're already cheating, it's not like you expressed this before you, you were just having the thought. You're already fucking someone consistently. That's going to be a hard one. Um, I would say you have to get over it. Like, if she's mad, she's mad. Like Medina said, you're cheating already. Mm -hmm. You've already lost her trust. And when you tell her this, she probably is going to flip out. Let this be a lesson for the next relationship because this one will end. Unless she's just into this, which is the chances are slim. I'm going to just be honest with you. You may love her or whatever, but you should have thought about that before you decided to step out on the relationship. You could have told her from the jump and that would have made it easier for her to talk to you about whatever her feelings may be whether they were good, bad, or indifferent about you wanting to be with your trans bae as you call it, but you didn't do that. You decided to go behind her back. And that's the thing that so many women have issues with. Like, so there's a lot of women who are okay with you being with someone else. They're okay with you being with a man. They're okay with you exploring your sexuality. They're okay, okay with you being with a trans woman. They don't care if you tell them up front but it's the secrecy and it's the lies and some women they don't want none of that shit and you've got to understand that everybody isn't going to be okay with everything you kept it a secret you not only kept it a secret you lied to her and you're still doing it that's the 
to me, that's the biggest issue. Yes, you're safe. Congratulations. <laughs> you should be safe all the time. But you're lying to this person that you're in a relationship with and you're trying to figure out how to ease it into the situation and you that's you not stepped out. That's There's no ease to that. So you could lie to her, but I'm not even going to suggest that you lie to her. I want you to be honest and you just tell her everything that's what's up and when she breaks up with you when you get into the relationship with the next person whether it's this girl or another woman you need to be honest from the jump and you also have to accept that just like being into a lot of different kinks or being sexually open or being sexually fluid everybody's not going to be okay with that and another and you gotta thing, get over bro that. cancer you need to live in your truth if I, you just gotta live in your truth it's gonna be hard it's gonna be rough Live in your truth and live your life how you would like to live it and stop hiding out here. There's that. Okay. Well, I guess we can move on to cocktails. So remember, if you have advice letters, send them to askcocktails at gmail.com. And if you have cocktails, send them to cocktails.atl at gmail.com. Okay, so um, the subject line of mine says second to last dick appointment to end hot girl summer. Okay. Hey, honeys. Let me tell you how the dick appointment went. Okay, girl. So I'm sitting here watching y'all live, and I get a text from one of my hoes. We can call him Maple, saying, on my way, be ready. So, of course, I get ready because he's been in North Carolina all summer. Then he texts me again saying his homeboy is coming, and I'm still there like, damn, so no dick? Okay. Um, so I said, I'm going to bring my friend because I'll be damned if I'm a third wheel. Come in and... um. I'll be damned if I'm a third wheel. Come in. I don't know what you meant, girl. This doesn't make sense. I try to make it make sense. It doesn't. It says, come in the way of that good dick. I'll be damned if a girl a third wheel comes in the way of that good dick. Maybe that's what you meant. So anyway, we're all in the car. I look over at his shorts and I whisper to him, I'ma eat that dick up later. He looks at me like, ooh. So we drive to get some food. And y'all, my other dude was supposed that I was supposed to see last week was there and they all knew each other. So the other dude is staring at me and I just froze. But we get back to Maple's house and my friend is sitting on his homeboy. So we go into Maple? Maple's maple. Like oh. maple syrup. Um, my friend is sitting on his homeboy, so we go into Maple's room, and he says, "What'd you say in the car?" I was like, "I was just playing." He told me to stop playing with him, bitch. That nigga grabbed me by my pussy and choked me so good. When I say waterfalls, I mean there is a ton of emojis in this email. My goodness, and my little hot ass likes dominance. So he puts me on my knees and whipped the dick out and face fucked the shit out of me. Pinned my ass on the bed, choked and fucked me good. We get done and I go chat with my friend. She was like his homeboy, know how to use his mouth. Ooh, so she got oh. some too. And we went home. I'm thinking to myself, damn, my ancestors must think I'm a nasty hoe. Because my mama didn't raise me this way. Oh, my goodness. They probably do, girl. 
Not just the answer. No, I'm playing. <laughs> Get a text from my other dude, and I'm seeing him Monday. P.S. Sorry this was a little long. I have another cocktail on how I fuck my best friend and her family get together. This wasn't even long, but I want to hear how you fuck your best friend and her family get together. Send that cocktail in. Miss, sent from my iPhone. Let okay. me not say your name. <laughs> this one says. Sorry. Um... Hey ladies, this is Casey. I love how open and comfortable y'all are. So I can't hold this secret anymore. I know y'all won't judge me. Well, I hope not. So there's this guy that was my IG crush for years. And when I found out my baby daddy was cheating on me while pregnant, a few months after having the baby, I shot my shot. I didn't want a relationship neither. I didn't want a relationship, neither did he. So fuck buddies was good enough. When I finally met him in person, 6'2", beautiful smile, with dimples, caramel skin, and husky build, I said, mm, okay, I'm cool with making him my boy toy. This was my first time having sex after six months of being single, let alone with a stranger I've only seen on IG. After smoking and loose enough to get my freak on, we make our way back to his room. We began kissing and undressing. He laid me down and began to eat my pussy. I yawned from how whack his head game was and said, oh, daddy, let me suck your dick. Girl, I was shocked. When I saw what he was working with and not in a good way, his dick was so small. I could not believe this beautiful man was not packing. I gave him the pussy anyway and friend zoned him immediately. Two years later, we are very good friends, even though he tries to hit me on every even though he tries to hit me up on, even though he tries to hit, oh, even though he tries to hit on me every now and then. He plays around and says he wants to fill my mouth on his dick again, but I know he ain't joking. Two days ago, I went to his apartment that he shares with his fine ass roommate. For some, sorry y'all, the way she spelled fine is really funny. She spelled it F-A-W-W-W-I-I-N. I always spell it F-I-O-N-E-E-E. Okay, shares... Shares with his fine-ass roommates for some drinks and hookah to chill, as we always do. I couldn't help but to notice how sexy his roommate is and that I wish I had met him before IG Crush. IG Crush leaves to shower, leaving roommate and I alone in the living room. After he passes me the hookah, I went for a kiss, and he reaches over as if he had been waiting for it. Y'all are bold. We continue to chill as if nothing happened, and IG Crush then says he has to run an errand and leaves his house. This is why I don't trust people. I lock the door and tell roommate I want him to fuck me. He then asks, are you sure? I smiled and nodded yes. He chugged his drink, took my hand, and walked me to his bedroom. I see that dick swang under those basketball shorts and was ready to be a nasty bitch. I got on my knees, pulled those shorts down, and sucked that dick as if I had something to prove with saliva dripping from my chin to my breast. I look up at him as he moans, fuck. I get up just before he came and bent over to take me to take in all that dick. He opened my ass and ate my pussy from the back. While eating my pussy, he tells me I'm bad. And if this is what I really wanted, mm, that shit turned me on. I responded moaning, yes, daddy, now fuck me. His strong ass picked me up and fucked me like he just got home from doing a bid. After we were done and IG crush still gone, I left roommate in the bed. Um... In the bed winded, I got dressed and left. Feeling bad for IG Crush, but feeling hella satisfied. Side note, I tried to text and DM IG Crush and realized he has blocked me. Update. Oh. 
<laughs> Update a few days later, IG Crush texts me and tells me that when he got out of the shower, roommate told him we had kissed and that was why he left. He said, how could I fuck his boy? And I couldn't understand why he was so mad if he is if he is on and off again with his baby mama and I'm not his woman. His roommate is a is a kiss and tell ass nigga. Should I feel bad? Thanks, lady. Sincerely, I smashed the homie. No. Fuck these niggas. Fuck, fuck these niggas. Do what you want. I mean, morally, that is wrong. Like, I'm not going to lie. I think that's fucked up. This is why I don't be trusting bitches because that nigga just went down the street to get some Kool-Aid or whatever the fuck he was going to get. And you don't fuck that nigga's roommate. And this is why people don't trust people because that shit is grimy. But It is. But people might have fucked your roommate, too, if you have one. Me? No. That shit is not... I, I don't be trusting bitches. Whatever, y'all. Make sure y'all it's almost time for the live show. Get your tickets. We won't your fuck your roommates. Together. Yeah, I'm not interested in that. I, I buy by a different code. I don't want to fuck nobody's roommate. I don't want to fuck nobody's nigga. I, I don't. Y'all keep drama. your own niggas. I want, peace. I want my own nigga. I want a corner. I'm tired of sharing. I don't want to share unless I send you the invitation. Okay. I know that's right. What's up? Mm-hmm. In a cash app. I'm playing. Was <laughs> it playing? <laughs> um, make sure you get those tickets to the live show, cocktailspod.eventbrite.com. Make sure you check out the Pretty Party Pod, based out of Dallas, and the Poor Minds Podcast, based out of Atlanta. It's petty. Party oh, oh pod. Shoot. It's all right. What did I say? Pretty. Pretty. <laughs> they pretty. But it's petty. Yeah, petty party. I'm so sorry. Slip of the tongue. But check out their shows. Um, listen to them. Send them some love on the um Apple iTunes ratings thing. Leave them some reviews. Leave us some reviews. Yeah. Um, follow us on Instagram at Cocktails Podcast. I'm at Coffee Bean Bean. I'm at Kiki Said So. Follow me on Twitter too. Same name. I've been tweeting lately. I saw a couple of your tweets. And he was like, are y'all following me on Instagram? That's what I saw. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed this, but uh, Twitter will be like highlighting certain tweets that mm-hmm. people you follow tweet. And it'll just be like a random ass tweet from like days ago. Like I'll probably open it today and I'll say the same thing. But yeah, I saw it, girl. I'm glad. Get on Twitter. Interact with the people. Yeah. You see what happens. Um, until next week, you guys. We'll Goodbye. See you later. Bye.